1: Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I am not Please be seated. Boy, come down out that tree. Have you ever heard those words before? I have on many occasions. The ones I like best are, get down before you hurt yourself, or the greatest of all times is you're gonna fall and break your neck. (laughs) I guess I got lucky, huh? (laughs) I'm still here. But no, I'm not here to give y'all instructions to how to climb a tree today. Let's face it, there's not many of us here in this room today that need to be up a tree, because if we do, we're gonna be up that proverbial creek without the path. But just maybe after we leave out of here today, we have a better understanding of Zacchaeus and God's love for us. First, during my sermon today, I'm gonna to highlight a few words that I found after a while to be important meanings that I had overlooked at first. Also, we've seen in the past with Luke, this reading is only found in Luke, just like the Good Samaritan and the Prodigal Son. Again, showing us that Luke is one of the canonical gospels, meaning all four of the gospels, and not the synoptic gospel, which sets him apart, because his stories are a little different and not found in the others. The reading starts with, he, as in Jesus, was passing through Jericho. Note word, passing through, not heading to, or stopping. Well, let's talk about Jericho. Jericho is a major town on the main route to Jerusalem. And back in Jesus' day, it was approximately 18 miles to Jerusalem. What's funny is when you Google it, it says it's 27 miles. Mm -hmm. So they must have found a different route. (laughs) One that made a little bit more sense over that terrain. Two things about the old route, though. They called it the way of blood because of all the robbers on it. And the funny part, which Father Chris had seen, told me about, and I'd seen also, is that when you walk it, you descend down from one city to the next, one half mile in altitude during that walk. So I started asking myself, is this a story that just happened and then got into the Bible? Or was it divine intervention by Jesus? Because we all know what's going to happen in the next town down the road for Jesus. Just food for thought. Now we have Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector, not just a tax collector. This means he works directly for Rome and is contracted to pay a certain amount of taxes to Rome. It also means he was probably protected by Romans and was not liked and could charge people or the Jews whatever he wanted. He might have even charged a road tax to travel through that area on the way to Jerusalem. So he'd give Rome what he needs to give to Rome and keep the rest for himself, And he may have had to pay some helpers a little bit of money. In a typical Luke statement, it says he was rich. And he probably was. We all know that Luke focused on wealth and poverty. So Zacchaeus had a title. He had status in Rome and in Jericho. And it would have been resented by the Jews and probably just tolerated by Rome. Jericho, by the way, was a rich town exporting date palms and balsam. So Zacchaeus had plenty of opportunity to charge or overcharge people taxes. This says Zacchaeus, came to see Jesus. Well, just how did he learn about this young rabbi? Was he there, out there, out of curiosity? Or was he there to repent and seek forgiveness? Or is it a divine moment that Jesus was not going to let slip by? One more soul to save before Jerusalem and one more lesson for the Jewish community. Estates, Zacchaeus was a short man by stature. You could say he used the word small because he would have been small in acceptance by his own people. So, this short or small was both a physical and moral smallness in society. And he knew it. But his height was not going to stop him from being able to see Jesus. Even if it meant embarrassing himself by something as degrading as climbing a tree. I can see what the crowd would have said about this approach by Zacchaeus but he was a man on a mission just as Jesus was and I believe this is a divine moment. Again, my belief, I don't think anything Jesus ever did once he started his ministries was by chance including that march to Jerusalem and to save every soul he could along the way. Jesus confronts Zacchaeus which if you think about it is different from others because they all confronted him. He tells Zacchaeus, get out of the tree. Why? Because Jesus must stay at Zacchaeus' house today. Two thoughts here. My first thought was Jesus has reversed the role of the Jewish customs and courtesies. It would have been Zacchaeus' responsibility to offer food and shelter to someone traveling, especially someone like Jesus. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He had had work to do before he headed down the road, and the word of the day, sense of urgency, because Jesus had a mission. So Zacchaeus comes down. And welcomes Jesus. And what happens next? The crowd begins to grumble that Jesus would stay at the house of the sinner. Well, isn't that something new for Jesus to hear? I'm sure somewhere lurking was a Pharisees or two, and they were just leaving the cheer against Jesus as they always did. This shows us again that the rich and privileges were not going to be accepted by normal Jews. and they couldn't even agree that Jesus was the Messiah. You know, we see this today only too well. What money, greed, and corruption can do to a person, it can poison their souls versus using that money and power for the good of all people. And yes, still today, Jews do not believe Jesus was the Messiah of the great prophet, but that's all right. So apparently, Zacchaeus got the memo, because without any prompting or parables from Jesus, Zacchaeus understood that you can't serve God and money at the same time. Zacchaeus, unlike that other rich man in Luke 18, would not give up his earthly riches for the treasures in heaven. This prompted Jesus to say those famous words that it would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Remember, please remember, Jesus and Luke never said that money was bad or evil. It's just what people do with it or don't do with it. Now Zacchaeus asked for nothing, but volunteers one half of all of his riches to the poor, and then said if he had defrauded anyone of anything, he would repay it back four times the amount. This is amazing, because Torah only requires restoration plus one-fifth four times the amount and if it is has to do with the theft of an animal now we can get it into two or three or four times, five times the amount but we'd have to go read the Bible together to get all that info Zacchaeus is not doing this to win over the crowd or to impress Jesus but I think and I believe this to be true repentance that these are the fruits of his labor that he freely offers and are worthy in the eyes of God, and that would please the creator. Obviously, Jesus and God are well-pleased because Jesus proclaims that salvation has come to this house today because Zacchaeus has shown his faith in repentance. Just think about this. Anywhere Jesus went, he brought it forgiveness, he brought love, and he brought salvation. If we just come down out of that tree or the other saying, off our high horse and repent and then ask for salvation, it's there. Now it says, he too is the son of Abraham, clearly meaning that both Jesus and Zacchaeus are Jewish, making them God's chosen with all the promises that comes of being God's people. Now we get to the real deal statement for me. As a matter of fact, the whole gospel could be summed up in one sentence. That's the very last one. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The earlier writing in here is just to clarify his ministry and to show how hard it is to follow Jesus, which he told us it would be. He never said it would be easy. That one sentence tells us what Jesus' purpose was on earth and that everything he did was to fulfill scripture and prophecy. Jesus has shown us how to live through his ministry. He came to save the lost and their very souls, just like a shepherd would do his flock. Now we must do for our flock as Christians. So, one last question for y'all. You ready to climb a tree with me so we can see our master? Amen.
0: Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight, Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.